0: Welcome to In the Spotlight with Desi5, a podcast focusing on culture, the human experience, music, and more. Our main focus is to continue the long but worth it journey of bringing the world together. I am an entertainer, singer, songwriter, show producer, and I began my entertainment journey in 2008. I've worked with many people and created so many relationships. I would like to shine light on some of Dallas's most influential people of culture, art, music, and beyond. This podcast is recorded in front of a live audience every first and third Sunday, 7 p.m. at The Peak Inn in Old East Dallas. It airs weekly on all major podcast platforms. Welcome to In the Spotlight with Desert Fox. Welcome once again to In the Spotlight with Desi Five. We are here today with a person I can say is my friend and a very hard worker in Dallas and a great musician, a working musician, and um, his name is Andrew Garfias. Give it up for my brother Andrew Garfias. We call him Drew, and um, I love you. How are you? Thank you for coming. Thank you for having um, me. Yeah. You you know, you can always be had with me, baby. (laughs) Welcome to my podcast. We're just going to sit here and talk about wonderful things that you're doing with Revelers. We're going to talk about you as a musician, everything that you've done, because, you know, again, there are younger musicians that are saxophone. Drew is a saxophone player, by the way, but he's a woodwind specialist shall i say which is what i was training to be in college i was going to
1: say clarinet <laughs> or trombone but clarinet right no i the
0: tuba oh that was what you started <laughs> with okay no no it's the clarinet okay i knew I, it i, knew I, I played saxophone as well that's right i that's played right. the flute played oboe bassoon i was a music major yeah yeah yes. it's in me um but obviously you heard about my college and now here i am singing but anyway get off of me back <laughs> you. Drew is a saxophone player, but not only is he a saxophone player, he's a seasoned worker that works with a lot of acts and artists here in Dallas, but on top of that he is a um, I would say he's the talent curator at um, Revelers Hall in Bishop Arts. It's kind of where we both kind of got a little bit closer. I think it started when you played in my Ray Charles band with me, but then when you kind of took over the role as that with Revelers, we got a little bit closer. You got to know each other more than you. You played on my album, you yep. know. We just we're just going on on down the list, you know. But just tell us a little bit about yourself as a instrumentalist, you know. Go just start right there from school. Like you went to UNT, right? I did. And so, you just graduated.
1: I graduated in 2020. Um, um, well, well, this still just graduated. I went to three different colleges. Uh, I graduated high school in 2013 from Duncanville, which is why I know Darrell. Okay. Um, oh, y'all were friends? We didn't know him, but I Got bought him. his ringtone. <laughs> Shout out, DeRoe. Um, graduated 2013, moved to Louisiana, went there for about a year uh, 2013, 2014. Uh, 2015, 2017, I was in UNT. Okay. And I was doing accounting. And. Um,
0: wait a minute, did you say you
1: were doing accounting? I. Yeah. Oh, okay. Started out in finance, then moved to accounting and then um yeah how personal can we get on this uh, podcast
0: as personal yeah. as you want to get we you know get, just as okay, long dig. as you won't say nothing you'll regret
1: like. later. <laughs> <laughs> dig that dig that
0: <laughs> man and as
1: like i guess as any musician has um in their plight of it i yeah. uh, had a breakdown i was like he was doing finance my like it was like Doing college, doing finance, talked to my parents. I was like, hey, I, I fucking hate this. This yeah. is not what I want to do. It's not what I was born to do. And um, had a conversation with my mom mm-hmm. uh, during Thanksgiving. I was like, "Hey, I think I want to go to school for music. So come 2017, I was like, hey, I think I want to go to UNT. One of my friends of mine that I went to high school with, Jerron Hollingsworth, was like, I know this place that you can go to school for cheap. You probably can get a scholarship, got the whole thing paid for, Mm -hmm. went to UTA, finished there in four years, um, graduated from UTA, uh, but with a jazz degree. Okay, well, congratulations
0: on that. Thanks. For making it through. Appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you know, um, the whole purpose of us, you know, like I said, the whole purpose of me doing this podcast is to set an example or let people hear that, you know, they can attain Their dreams, whether it's music or whatever. And, you know, being a musician, from accounting to being a musician is like, oh, you just pretty much went from a six figure job to a maybe check, or, you know, maybe you're going to get a check three days after you do the gig type lifestyle. But I bet it's very fulfilling because I can say that myself. You know, um, I do know that when I first met you, I met you through being in Johnny B's band and i saw you and um i thought you were pretty cool but well there's not even a but but when i really met you at <laughs> revelers you know tell us a little bit about before you even get in about being the curator at revelers like getting into this music scene as a jazz musician as a you know even curating like what what brought you here to dallas what made you say this is my spot this is where i'm going to flourish this is where i'm going to Nourish my baby. Totally, totally. You so know?
1: I, I'm i an Oak Cliff native. I was born on Falls Drive, Westmoreland oh. Station. Come on, we Oak got an Oak Cliff. Oak Cliff day today, Yeah. Baby. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Straight from there. Uh, parents were divorced. So, like, I was between Duncanville, which is what he shouted out earlier, mm-hmm. um, Duncanville, Oak Cliff area. Then when I went to UNTA, I was going out to all the scenes and like doing stuff. Um, One of the first people to give me my first gig was Christian Levins. Okay. And he was like, hey, come to this thing on Mondays. I'm playing every Monday. I got to play a thing and I got to meet the people at Revelers Hall for that. But even before that, I remember going to a jam at Balcony
0: Club um, in Lakewood. Shout out to Liz and to uh, what's our friend? Liz Michael and Lenny Nance. Liz Michael and Lenny Lance. Yeah, 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 yeah. They put me on to a
1: lot of game, too. Um, I remember going there one time, it was a Wednesday, and then after that, um, I just went to Deep Ellum, because I knew Popum, Andrew Pop'em. Okay, went to his thing, and I was like, I just want to see what else is happening in Deep Ellum, yeah. and um, I walked by to On Premise and uh, Johnny, which I wish he was here tonight. Oh, wow, so he was
0: doing On Premise at the time? when He, he was wa- still doing On Premise. What year was time. this?
1: This was, like I said, 2020. Okay. Like okay. right before the shutdown. Okay. And I walked in and I didn't know shit. I yeah. didn't know anything. I was just like, hey, I have my horn. I just did this jam. Uh, can I sit in with you guys? And Johnny was like, fuck no.
0: <laughs> no, you can <laughs> did, really? did he really say no? Yeah. yeah,
1: he was like, uh, no. I thought he was going to say yeah because he probably. Oh, we didn't sing. know each other. So he was like, <laughs> of course. Like, no, no. We're, we have a curated set. And then young Sting, Jacob, was like, hey, let him sit in. And then from then on, Johnny was like, you're my sax player.
0: Oh, see? Okay. And then okay. from then
1: on, that's when I started to get like call up. people were like, Oh, you should call Garfius. You should call Garfius." You, know? you know, Johnny B is
0: my grandbaby. Mm-hmm. I don't know who his mother is, but, um, <laughs> 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 but, uh, you know, i never forget when he said that you're my grand, you're my, you're my, you're my, I'm your grandchild or something. I said, Oh, well, okay. I didn't know that that happened, but then one day we were at um, the Freeman or somewhere in Deep know, maybe Three Links, all Wits in, wherever we all would frequent at the time, and he goes, hey, Granny. I said, don't you ever <laughs> in your life call me Granny. You better find something. And he said, okay, how about Gigi? I said, I'll take Gigi. Gigi. Is so I am G- Johnny's, Gigi. What? No kidding. Mm-hmm. And that's what we're gonna stick to, and that's what he calls me. But uh, yeah, um, Johnny is a, which is one of the reasons I was going to have him on the podcast because we know that he's leaving mm-hmm. for LA. Take L.A. But he is also one of those people that, was, that is a curator and brings people together and brings different acts and brings people, and that's what I, that was one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you on. You know, I did ask you, but I asked you because that's what you do. You're, you, you know, you have to book acts at Revelers, and mm-hmm. there's seven days of a week you're at a, rest, a bar slash restaurant that is live music seven days a week, but two, two acts within each of those yep. days, yeah. so you have to fill that in, you're meeting people, you're, you're, you're also a part of the staff there, it's just like a lot. and um, Working musician and then also booking. Working musician and booking, which is kind of the dream, you know, who wouldn't want to? Dream you know, or nightmare? A dream. <laughs> we'll talk about the nightmare part. No, yeah. I've, listen, I've talked to Drew on a nightmare night. Woo! <laughs> He's seen I'm like, I'm just gonna call you back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but I, I get it, but that's the industry that we chose to be in, and, you know, we hit, we hit those fires, we put them out, and we go on to the next gig, and, you know, kudos to you for that. Kudos to you for getting the, I mean, you know, because it used to be Kevin Butler. <laughs> Kevin was doing a great job, but yeah. you came right on in, and it was as if he didn't, and if not, better. And I'm sure he would agree as well, you know, you're doing a very good job, and Thank you. Um, I work there, I'm a resident there, I DJ there, I sing there, I drink there, every Saturday. and it opened my platform to do more in Bishop Arts. And you know, which is kind of the reasons why we talk about things in Dallas, you know, I started DJing in Deep Ellum, next thing you know I'm DJing in Bishop Arts, now I'm DJing in Greenville, and it's just like you just keep doing, what I, I know I say this a lot and it's very repetitive, but you just keep pushing and you keep going until you feel like you've, you, you're, you hit where you need to go. Yeah. I still haven't hit where I need to go, but I'm still pushing, mm-hmm. I'm still booking gigs and things like that, and yeah. like, it's just admirable and I know that it's tiring, um, but you know, here you are. I mean, you, you signed up for it, so. <laughs>
1: I don't think I'd want so to be what anywhere do you, else. So what do
0: you have going on right now as a working musician? Or what ha- you know, we'll say what you got going on now, but I do want to talk about what you've done because there are some awesome things mm-hmm. um, that comes with your package, of things that you've done as far as touring, mm-hmm. famous TV shows you've been on, mm-hmm. all of that. But what's going on with you now? And what are you doing now? What projects are you working on? Because you're a jazz musician. Yeah. And um, I know you heavily, heavily love jazz. You adore it, And, you know, and especially when you were in accounting, I know it just kind of went but when you were in accounting, were you still a musician? Were you still playing? Or did you just pick it up and then say, you know, like...
1: I just gave it up and decided to do it again. But funny enough, I still... How long did you not play? I did... I think I did six years off. What? Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. And you didn't pick anything up for six years?
1: I still, like... Practiced,
0: all okay. Kind of okay, So okay. I still practice, but because I you're do. like awesome, you're a very great musician. Like, Thank you. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, funny enough, I still do accounting with Revler Hall, I still do the bookkeeping. Good. Um, but five. thanks. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hope the mic picked that up. Um, but um, I'm still doing everything. Um, I would say what I got going on now, I'm going back on tour in August, I'll be okay. gone for like two weeks. Who, um,
0: who are you going on tour with? Forty
1: Acre Mill, I'll be playing Barry Sax, and okay. uh, it's a rock and roll
0: group. Do you have your own Berry Sax? Mm-hmm. I do. Oh do you have all of them? I do. I have a soprano, you have a soprano alto, alto, tenor, Berry.
1: Bass clarinet, clarinet, flute, piccolo, oboe. Do well, you have a panhandle flute? I don't.
0: You know, You you know, I will say this you probably will be besides Mones, But you know, you will probably be the one that's always playing with me, you know, Mm -hmm. so when I was a kid um, Did you ever watch I love Lucy? I love Lucy So I started playing I started out playing the trumpet and we can talk this band nerd stuff because there's some band Um, nerds That's probably gonna listen. mm -hmm. I started out playing the trumpet But with me being a black man with these big lips, it was just uncomfortable and all of my female friends, because I hung out with a lot of girls, you know, go figure. Like, I was always with the girls, and all of my girlfriends played the clarinet. Mm-hmm. And so I'm back here on the trumpet roll, and all of my friends are up here passing notes and eating now, laters, and stuff with them. I'm like, I want to be over there with them. But traditionally, especially growing up in Oak Cliff, boys do not play
1: Oh, God. I started out on flute, and I remember, like, the reason I don't... Play, or I do play flute, but like when I switched over to Duncanville, I yeah. was like, I didn't want to play flute because I wasn't gonna have any girlfriends. It was—it's mm-hmm. <laughs> was, a shitty thing to say. But no, like, no, yeah, I like, got thirteen years old. So it's like,
0: much shit yeah. for playing the clarinet. I, and you, you know, know how I—I I taught myself to play it. it because when we would go home after band practice in middles in elementary. My friend, Kim, she was like 1st chair clarinet and she's mm-hmm. very smart, so she never practiced. She just was good. And so I would take her clarinet home and I would practice, I practice, Practice. and I would take the Essential Element book home and practice, 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 practice. And then when it was time to go to middle school, we had to audition. And they were, I was, because I did excel at the trumpet, it just hurt. Yeah. And I just was uncomfortable, but I, I had a, I, I was going to middle school, the, the band director was like, this new trumpet player is coming, he's amazing. But over the summer, I made myself the biggest virtuoso intermediate clarinetist over the summer. And I I practiced every day by myself, books, learning the fingerings, learning everything, embouchure, I watched everything. My grandmother bought me one. And uh, when I went to Holmes, I auditioned on the clarinet. He goes, wait a minute, I thought you played the trumpet. I said, I want to play the clarinet. He goes, actually, you're better on the clarinet than you are the trumpet, I say, well, I'm, not playing the cl- I'm never playing the trumpet ever again, so you have to take it, because it hurts. It's yeah. not comfortable for me. Long story short, I developed that independence of doing things on my own and, and getting things done by doing that, and it taught me how to conceptualize. When I learned lyrics, when I learned music, when I learned dance routines, it taught me how to just be consistent, do it at the same time every day, and it becomes natural, and then you're no longer practicing. And I learned that at, like, 13, you know, or 12 years old. And I remember playing Flight of the Bumblebee, and my grandmother hated that song. <laughs> she, to learn it, because, you know, when you learn, you cannot, you know, you can't go fast when you learn. you got to start slow. Yeah. So imagine... Metronome. Yeah, the, imagine a 10th, I'm in a 10th grade, and I'm learning... <laughs> and my grandmother used to be like... Stop Cut that shit out. <laughs> Hated that song. But, you know, uh, it, it takes me back um, when I was, I was a music major as well. I was supposed to be a band director. Hmm. I wanted to be a band director. I wanted to come back to Dallas, be the band director at Lincoln High School and all of this and, you know, and, and create this culture that I grew up to. And sometimes things just don't work out yeah. the way you wanted to. But for some reason, music has always and is still there, you know, and even probably while you were an accountant, you were an accountant because you were a musician. Musicians are the best, mathema- we're the best at mathematics, we're the best at dividing things, we think automatic. we compartmentalize things right when we get yeah. it, because that's what we were taught. Yeah. So the whole thing, even doing accounting and everything, was still a derivative of your Music, your so music, the best, best
1: of both worlds. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I still get to live my passion, but like also still get to deal with like math on a yeah, daily basis. Yeah.
0: So well, let's talk a little bit about the fun stuff. You know, the things that you've done as a saxophonist, as a musician. Tell us a little bit about that. And, and I, if I cut you off and ask how did it happen, it's because I want someone to hear. Absolutely,
1: you know? yeah, no, no worries. Um, I guess I've done quite a bit. I've been on two tours. Um, uh, which I really think Geka James and Al Cedric Todd they called me and they believed in me were also some of the first people to give me gigs yeah. and uh, we're just like we, we love Geka I, I love Geka I fucking love Geka mm-hmm. and I fucking love Al Cedric yeah along, again I'm going to have him
0: on here pretty soon you too yeah
1: super fantastic along with Levens, Christian Levins they they really truly believed in me at a point when I didn't know what was said for me yeah um and then one day Giga called me he was like I, I want you to be on this record and i've been on multiple records i've been on a lot of uh studio sessions which is my bread and butter i yeah. love that al has like deemed a name for me is like one hit wonder like yeah. one solo done yeah yeah that's why people like me in the studios did you know did
0: you know clay Pritchard
1: I did not get to meet him, but I've transcribed some of his solos. And you've he heard of cool. him? Oh my god, yeah. Okay, okay. He, won the Thel- or he, he didn't win the Thelonious Monk competition, but he was in there. I think he should have won.
0: I, I used to sing in days. Emerald City with Clay. He's amazing. He's an amazing. I met Clay in Denton at a party doing a keg stand. No I mean...
1: He's one of my heroes. I had just
0: finished a gig with... Um, was I? No, I didn't finish it. I was just in Denton. Don't know. Oh, maybe one of my gigs for my rock and roll band that I had. i probably played a J and J's piece or something. And there was an after party, and there's this keg, and so I was like, I'll do a fucking keg stand. Mm. And so they had me literally upside down for the keg stand. And I see this dude walking in with a tuxedo, <laughs> and he goes, Hey, aren't you Dazzy? I said, Yeah. He goes, Yeah you're going to be in Emerald City and I'm going to take the $500 for the um, referral. I was like, well, I think somebody else is getting the $500 because they refer him. He goes, no, well, you're going to tell them that it's mine. I was like. <laughs> I love that. Too. But he's been my brother ever since. I love Clay to death. I think he's an amazing musician. We've laughed together. He's We've cried the together. Players in the world. We fought together in Arizona on a tree. I remember him being drunk to go see um, Charlie Parker's graveyard site, mm-hmm. and he was blackout drunk, and he ended up spending $1,000 on his card. Okay, I'm telling too much about Clay. Anyway. <laughs> All to go see Charlie, P- I'm sure you probably would have did the same thing, because you're a Charlie Parker fan, right? I Charlie Parker, John Coltrane, my heroes, yeah. Well, Drew, you know, we don't want to hold everybody too long, but you know, let us know, tell us a little bit about the great, like, you know, what, t- what TV show that was you were on? I was on the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon.
1: Oh, okay, yeah, that's one with want Joshua to th- Ray Walker. With um, which again, I think Gekka shout out to Joshua
0: Ray Walker. Hey, will you help me get I, him also? On the he podcast? has a new album
1: coming out that just got featured on the Rolling Stones. And okay, we did a Lizzo cover. We did an Abba, Abba cover.
0: A um, Lizzo so and Abba. Cover. Yeah. Okay. He's,
1: he did that whole album dedicated to female artists, specifically like, yeah, just female artists that he's trying to cover and break the bridge the gap between like country and um, pop. Yeah, pop. So
0: you are a part of his
1: band. Yeah. Him so, and I, Geka and I are his music director. Okay, so connects him with lines.
0: that. I like Joshua. Um, I think he's a good artist, and he's very fun, and he respects and likes me. So anybody that respects and likes me, I like them too. You he's know? such a wonderful human. He, he is so, a wonderful human being. Are they still doing
1: those pop-ups at Double Y? I don't think right now. I think he's on tour. I think he's about okay. to go on tour in the U.K.
0: Yeah, he was mentioned in the 150 things about Deep Ellum that we mm-hmm. love. And he was mentioned, and they said Joshua Wade Walker. They also said my brother, Charlie Crockett. They didn't say me, but, you know, it's not all about (laughs) me. I love you too, baby. Thank you so much. You know, I love everybody. I love you, Drew. I love you too. And thank you so much. I know this is a, you know, um, last minute thing, but it's a beautiful last minute thing. Yeah, of course. Um, I do respect your craft. I respect (laughs) you as a person. I mean you employ me you keep my you keep checks coming to my bank account and um i appreciate you and is there anything you want to say any this is your platform to 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 get whatever you need to the, my my audience to list to know you know
1: the only thing that i can say is i have an album coming out in september you i do wait a minute yeah i know
0: so you fit the bony james on us i mean i know he's a trumpeter but no Boney more.
1: james is a sex isn't he? Boney james
0: yeah you don't mm-hmm. know who Bonnie James is? I don't know if he plays sax. You know, because you know what? You don't, probably don't listen to like that Oasis jazz. Oh, you know? God.
1: That, that has been discontinued. <laughs> <laughs> like Chris, you know, Chris Bodie. Yeah, the Chris trumpeter, Bodie. Like, the, the, the t- like, that was on the radio station. That's been like off. they like Oasis. I used night, to love to listen jam. to the Oasis. Did mm-hmm. you listen to the Oasis? I did. I used yeah, to. it was perfect for after work. But I have an album coming out in September. Um, it's going to be Modern Jazz. Um, What is it called? I don't have a name for it yet.
0: Okay. okay. But I know it's going to be under Garfius. So who's, who's, okay, can I ask, like, who's on the record? Like, who's in it? Like, what musicians that we would be like, whoa.
1: The only people that I have right now that have been a part of it is Christian Levins. Okay. Wade Gurtin. Okay. Stefan Landers.
0: Shout out to Stefan. He just played with me today. He sure did.
1: Yeah. He sure did. Yeah. (laughs) Um... But that's it for right now. Okay. But it's going to be, yeah.
0: Well, you know, we'll bring you back on, and we can go more deep into details about the album because I like to talk music mm-hmm. and like composition and what you. We can just come and just talk about each other's albums because I'm coming out with an album shortly after. I know. I was zombie. Yeah, you are, on it. Yes, <laughs> you are. So thank you so much. Give us your social media, um, you know, uh, platforms, and let people know mm-hmm. where you where they can find you. Sure, sure, sure. Also, um, let them know about the Hot Six.
1: Yeah, absolutely, yeah. There's a lot of things that I'm doing um, that I forget to touch on. You can catch me at Revelers Hall every Monday with the jam session uh, from eight to 11. You can catch me there every Thursday from uh, six to nine. Is that open to all musicians? Open to all musicians, singers, anything. We try to keep it jazz, but if you wanna sing some pop, we can learn it, you know. Okay, but you're not trying to be a
0: jukebox? no. Don't come in and ask, be like, can you, can you. Yeah,
1: we wanted to no karaoke, but mm-hmm. if you're serious about music, we want to learn it. And if you're about the music, that's the whole thing. Okay, we well, want we'll, you to be. Make like sure music. that you go
0: to Revelers Hall on Mondays. All inspiring musicians. Anything else, brother?
1: Eight to eleven, uh, Bishop Avenue, Hot Six, six to nine every Thursday. Um, I don't really think I have um, I'm on my phone, but I'm playing at the Balcony Club next month. Okay. Um, I'll be in New Orleans next month as well and I'll be in DC in November. Um I've got a big band show in December. Are you going to
0: drop a single before
1: your album? I'd like to. Yes. Okay. Um October is when I'm trying to like plan. I I do my marketing myself. Yeah. Uh, hey, so, I do too. Yeah. It is tough.
0: <laughs> it is. Yeah. But if you need any resources, is, you know you can hit me up. Though. Yes. If you need any resources for anything to get it out here locally, you know you know I'm always here. So, yeah. Well, Drew, thank you so much for taking the time out to come to end the spotlight with Desi. Um, I'm sure there are a lot of musicians and young kids and younger people that can learn something from this and maybe grow. I hope so. Um, you know, and car- car- we'll say conceptualize their crafts and become us. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming to end the spotlight with Desi5, and we will see you later. Thank you, Desi.